0: we can always, if the Lord don't come back, we have another service, let these young people sing. These young people bless me when they sing, and um, I know you all have been through a tough trying time, Many, uh, especially some of these graduates of what this virus has done and kept you from and all of that, and, and uh, I know it's difficult for a lot of you to have to stay in and not get to go out and all that stuff but uh, I appreciate these young people. I I can say this, I don't think I would trade I don't think I would want to be a young person today. I don't think I'd want to live in these times as a young teenager. Um, You all have been through a lot and a lot of challenges that you face. um, Social media and cell phones and all uh, I don't know how I would have dealt with that as a young person. And so you all face a whole lot of trials and different things that you have to deny yourself of. And, and so I want you to know I appreciate you and love you young people. And uh, we pray for you every day, every day. And uh, I just pray that you'll just keep yourselves in the love of God. And like it was taught, like they sang and taught, was talked about this morning, Uh, you need to thank the Lord that you'd be like the prodigal's brother that stayed home with the father and you don't have war stories to tell about the hog pen because they're entertaining uh, to people. But when those people go away uh, and you're laying there by yourself at night, those stories are not entertaining. They're haunting. And so um, uh, it may get you some attention from men long enough to hear how bad it was for you uh, because that's entertaining. But when those people go away, um, it will just haunt you. And, um, you know, that's just something that I think a lot of you young people uh, should be shouting and praising the Lord for. That you were raised up in a situation in a home where you were spared all of those things. I mean, it is, um, you're not going to get out with doing something wrong, I'm sure. You're kids. Uh, but you certainly have not had to experience the heartache of of uh, serious serious sin, uh, like others out in the world, and you ought to thank God that you got parents who love you enough. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy being the bad guy. Does that does that make sense? I mean, even as a preacher, it's not easy uh, having to preach things that are hard to uh, p- for people to take. And in these days and it's not easy being a parent that has to say no and has to deny you something that we know it will hurt you if you get a hold of it uh, it's much easier just to be the likable person and give you everything you want uh, so there's a lot of sacrifice that's going into it and i hope you've spent some time with your mom today and let her know how much you love her appreciate her uh, many of us look back now if it wasn't for my mom brother jones I was wild, but I'd have been a whole lot worse. I'd have been in prison, probably, if it wasn't for Mom. Mom stayed on top of things the best she could. And uh, my mom, we called her Inspector Gadget. Does anybody ever remember that TV show, a little cartoon? And We called my mother Inspector Gadget. You didn't go nowhere, talk on the phone to people. You didn't do nothing without Mama listening in, knowing, investigating. She wanted to know who you was with. And uh, I hated it then, but I appreciate it now. Uh, she saved me from a lot, and even though I, you know, she did her best and I did what I did, she, it could have been a whole lot worse had she not um, uh, done the things that she did because she loved me. And I see that now. Uh, but anyhow, we'll go back to First Peter, and let's just uh, finish up uh, here in First Peter, continue on. Uh, just got a few more chapters to go, and um, that will only take us probably another year. And we'll get through these next couple of chapters. And uh, I just love going through the Bible. I love seeing how sometimes what seems like it doesn't fit together fits so well. I mean, the Holy Ghost knew what he was doing when he put together the Word of God. And uh, it's amazing how things... and flow together when you meditate on the scriptures and think about it, uh, it begins to make so much more sense. Like you'll see something thrown in and think, where did that come from? And then you think on it a while and it fits just exactly. And so I appreciate the word of God. Brother Jones prayed this morning, thank you for the truth. And uh, I'll have to amen that. I appreciate uh, God leaving us the truth uh, that can guide us into all truth by his spirit and uh, I don't know where we'd be without the Word of God. Every man trying to do what's right in his own eyes. And that could get wildly different uh, seeing how people are. But we've got the truth. This keeps us grounded and settled if we can just obey it. Uh, so uh, that's the, the problem and, uh, most of us have. Uh, we don't need more light. We need to obey the light we do have. Uh, but uh, anyhow, we'll go back to 1 Peter and continue on uh, here in this chapter in chapter number 3 uh, and see again where we've, been, where we've left off. We, uh, he's dealing again, of course, with the home. Um, and uh, he is dealing, number one, he dealt with the wife. I'm not sure there's any particular reason uh, that it's mentioned first to the wife and then to the husband. Um, there's other places where things are mentioned first, and I don't think there's much to that. He just starts off with the wife uh, and then deals with the husband. Uh, and I think it's uh, probably because in in many more cases, not always, but in a lot of cases, it's the husband that's uh, out of the will of God. I've seen that a lot. It's generally speaking, uh, it's the husband that won't do right. Uh, But anyway, that doesn't matter. It mentions the wife and tells her what her responsibility is. And then it tells the husband in verse number six that we saw this morning, uh, even as uh, the see, likewise, ye husbands uh, dwell with them according to knowledge, uh, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. So we have to understand our wives and dwell with them according to knowledge, understanding things like the fact that she's a weaker vessel. Uh, And again, by saying weaker, he obviously doesn't mean lesser uh, because he follows that right up with being heirs together of the grace of God. We're equal in this thing. We're just as important uh, to the father, uh, whether you're the husband or the wife, uh, you're just as much loved uh, by the father and just as important to the family. And uh, so it doesn't mean lesser, but it does mean that we have to understand uh, that our wives are different um, and they have different makeups emotionally. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. I've tried to, uh, I never did coach sports uh, because uh, I would probably have a lawsuit filed on me and I probably wouldn't be very good for me to coach. Uh, the way I come across with people uh, I'd I'd hurt some little kids feelings and uh, that would be the end of it so I never did get involved with trying to coach I love sports I love uh, young people playing sports I'm for that Uh, and uh, but um, I never did get involved much with coaching uh, because of the um, harshness sometimes of my speech Uh, can be taken uh, the wrong way Um, and so I um, I understand often I can talk to one thing that I'm learning now. Uh, I can talk to my boys in a certain way, and uh, it doesn't seem to crush them. Uh, But if I was to say the same thing to my little daughter, it would just destroy her whole world. Uh, cause their emotional makeup's different. And, uh, so you might be able to, uh, look at a fellow coworker and say, Hey, you're about, you're about dumb, uh, and just go on and not think nothing about it. I don't know about you, man, but we go on stuff like that all the time at work and not hurt anybody's feelings. But if you go home and tell your wife that you're going to have a problem. Um, and uh, she she's not going to take it like that. She's going to be more emotionally driven uh, and so uh, not in every case, it's, it, this is not in every case, uh, but she is weaker in, in the physical sense, but uh, in some ways a lot in, in other senses as well. So we have to be, if we want a good peaceful home, we have to be knowledgeable about who our wife is and take time to adjust ourselves to their makeup um, and to ourselves, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, uh, and for this uh, main purpose here uh, that he ends, that your prayers be not hindered. And uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want anything hindering my prayer life. And the Bible mentions several things that can hinder our prayer life. And uh, we saw some of it in Isaiah 58. Remember, they were seeking God. Uh, they were asking of God. They were delighting uh, in His ways and uh, even took delight in approaching unto God. Um, but then towards the end of the chapter, they were doing some things that was hindering uh, the response of the Father. But once they get that straightened out, at the end of the chapter, He'll go on to tell them, then you won't delight in the approaching. You actually delight in who you are approaching. Uh, And you look at the wording there, they'll delight themselves in the Lord, not in the process. Uh, And so that's what he was trying to get them to see. Uh, But there were some things in the scriptures that can hinder our prayers. And obviously one of the men in our day uh, that we see here, is that having trouble with our wife can hinder our prayers, not just our prayers for them, but obviously our prayers in general. And I don't want my prayer life to be hindered, so we need to always make an extra effort uh, to make sure we don't lay down at night with a mad wife, Uh, fix that, one of you could die tonight and not wake up in the morning. And it's just not worth it. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. uh, And you don't want your prayers to be hindered uh, because uh, the only hope we have is a gracious God in heaven hearing and answering our prayers. And so we need to make sure that we have that uh, with our wives. She needs our prayers. uh, And not just our prayers for her, but she needs us to have a strong prayer life. Um, A life that's praying for our children and praying for our churches and we don't need anything to hinder that. Uh, So he ends that there in in verse number seven, uh, speaking with uh, humility to the wife. And then in honor, that husband is to honor her. And then verse number eight, and he will wrap things up in what he's talking about in the home. And he's going to end with this word finally. Uh, This is kind of a... um, to sum everything up, I think Colossians, I think I'm going to go back and look at Colossians as well and see some things before he mentions the expectations in the home. Uh, he mentioned something. Turn back just a couple of pages with me and look at the book of Colossians. In chapter number three. Now, Peter here puts it at the end, but Paul mentions it before he mentions the expectation to each individual in the home. Uh, he, did, he gives some things here in Colossians chapter number 3. Look at verse number 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies. Now, I want you young people, if you have a pen with you, if not, borrow one from your neighbor. And uh, if you're okay writing in your Bible, if not, write it somewhere down where you'll have it later on. And mark these verses in your Bible, Colossians 3, 12 through 17. Uh, You are going to need this to have a successful marriage and a a peaceful marriage and a good home life. Uh, This is what it's going to take in all of us uh, for us to be able to do that. Uh, We need to put on, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, uh, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind. Meekness and long suffering. Uh, it's going to take a whole lot of that in our homes, uh, as a husband and wife, and even to our children. Uh, our children are going to do things that are going to displease us, that are going to hurt us, uh, because they're made of the same thing we are. And uh, God forbid it, but they are going in some way. We are going to need to put on, uh, as these uh, the apostle puts it here. Uh, bowels of mercies and kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness and long suffering, uh, and we should be able to do that because that's the way God is to us. Uh, but you're going to need to be in your home uh, to be the proper person that you should be, young men especially, in your homes. Uh, you're going to have to be forbearing one another and forgiving one another. Um, There's nothing that I can think of that is worth going to bed mad uh, about with your spouse and your children and not dealing with. It's not a good thing. Uh, Forbearing one another, um, this is something that uh, basically means put up with one another. Uh, There's a lot about me that you don't have to like and you're not going to like. Uh, There's a lot about me my children probably do not like now. There's nothing about me. Amber doesn't like brother Lee Uh, But uh, that was a joke you can laugh at that No, but uh, there's things you have to just put up with. People's makeups are different. They get on your nerves. Uh, People do little, have little quirks about them that just bother you. Uh, You you go from the fairy tale uh, courting period to uh, living together every day. You're going to pick up on things in a person uh, that you're uh, not necessarily, we were talking with somebody after the service, we were talking about how they sleep. Uh, If my wife falls asleep first, sometimes it's a great hindrance if she was to start snoring or something and uh, little things you don't think about that you have to deal with in a marriage uh, and you're going to need some forbearance. You're just going to have to put up with some things. And you know what? People put up with you. Uh, your wife has to put up with a lot of your stuff and uh, so we've got to be loving and full enough to put up with a lot in her and put up with some things in our children and uh, we have to be that way in the church there's things in the church brother Reed we just have to uh, I'm sure you've seen it down through the years all of you men where somebody does something and just rubs you the wrong way and uh, you just have to kind of put up with it because they mean well generally speaking they don't meaning to be hurtful uh, I've had people say things all the time down the years that they don't mean anything by it. you just have to put up with it and you uh, might want to smack them but you just put up with it and just because uh, people put up with you uh, talking about smacking people all the time they put up with you for that so uh, we just have to forbear one another where is that I see people uh, that want to flee uh, churches but I'm talking about in a marriage there's some things uh, about personalities that you're not going to know uh, before you get started that you're going to find out as the years go on and even that person you married is going to change through the years and uh, you're going to have to have meekness and humbleness of mind and some be merciful. You're going to have to be kind and long-suffering. You're going to have to forbear one another and forgive one another. Uh, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness and let the peace of god rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful boy he's covered a lot of ground hasn't he charity peace long suffering forbearing uh, being thankful uh, boy our homes would be a whole lot uh, better if we would just be more thankful all across the board from mom and dads to the children uh, you sit there and look at how good God's been to you start encouraging yourself in the Lord and stop looking at all the negative some people their glass is always half empty it don't matter when you're talking to them uh, they could have everything they ever wanted and it wouldn't have been the right color and they're just, it's just the way some people are uh, you just can't satisfy people and so you just what well, he's exhorting us here is we need to be more thankful thankful that God brother uh, brother Reed that God would find a woman that would put up with me and live with me for as long as, as they have and so thank God for our wives and our children our children will never be uh, meet up to our expectations but thank God uh, for the children that God has given us and thank God they've been good kids most of y'all have raised good Good children. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something. That's not easy uh, to have to do. And I'm sure there's things about them we'd like to see changed. But hey, thank God for the children God's given us that uh, love us and take care of us. And I'm, I'm trying to put a lot in because when I get old, I need y'all to take care of me, uh, not throw me in a home somewhere. Uh, no, but uh, hey, I thank God for these kids. I thank God for how they are faithful and, and support and love and try to live right. And uh, it's not easy, and I don't know what I'd do if I was in your shoes as a teenager in these days, but uh, anyhow, so be thankful for one another. Let the peace of God rule in your heart, and then verse 16, you're certainly going to need this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Uh, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. I don't know much that will change the atmosphere of a house uh, when one person starts singing some Bible truth. One person gets a song in their heart and starts singing the Christian song, it'll change the whole atmosphere of the house. If you ever notice that, uh, somebody can be in a bad mood, somebody can be hateful, somebody uh, somebody like y'all, I don't deal with that kind of thing, but uh, somebody can be hateful and somebody can have, but man, you get somebody that just gets a good song in their heart, uh, I want to thank you Lord, or I've been blessed, or something, it just changes the whole atmosphere. It's hard to be hateful when somebody's singing about Jesus, and that's just practically what he's saying here. There's something about just get full of God. Sing about the goodness of God. Be thankful. Be holy. Uh, be long suffering. And this is what it's going to take. You're going to have to have this to have a home uh, that's going to be a home that honors God. And whatsoever you do in, do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. And then immediately in verse 18, he goes to wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives and children obey your parents." And um, you know Peter just does it on the back end. He deals with the wife, he deals with the husband in chapter 3 and he goes on and says in verse number 8 now finally be you all of one mind. Uh, now we this I'm talking about the home but uh, this is something that ought to spill out into our churches. Uh, we ought to be here when we come here. We all ought to be of one mind. We can't have everybody has a different idea about what they want to see done and all those things but when it comes down to the ultimate goal, uh, the ultimate goal is that God gets glorified and somebody gets up and takes the King James Bible and preaches the truth. And uh, if nothing else happens, uh, I, you know, uh, we all have, ought to have the same mind that uh, uh, And if nothing else out of this service, God, we want you to be glorified in this service tonight. I want God to get glory from the service tonight. Get glory from the singing, glory from the preaching. And uh, we all have got to have that same mind and then when we come across little things that kind of bother us uh, if we just keep the goal in mind of God getting glory it'll be easy to kind of overlook some of those other minute details Uh, but finally be all of one mind and if we have that same mind that was in Christ Jesus, it'll be a humble mind, uh, all of us preferring our brother and head of ourselves, and and uh, uh, having compassion one of another. See, I believe love is brethren. I believe uh, the Bible teaches that charity is, is long, and, and all of those things down there in that chapter. But one thing that it does, it believeth all things. Now, I don't think that's saying, uh, obviously, when, if you take it uh, at face value. I think in the context of of what it's saying is uh, love will generally assume the right thing. Love is not uh, assuming the worst in people all the time. Uh, uh, charity is not assuming that uh, I'm that you're trying to hurt me. That's, uh, that's not Bible charity. Bible charity is giving the benefit of the doubt. It's saying uh, there's no way that brother, uh, I love them and they love me. And no way would they specifically just try to hurt me. And you cast down those, imagine. And uh, so we got to love, have the same mind, and uh, be pitiful one to another. Uh, Verse number eight says, having compassion one of another, loving as brethren, being pitiful, and being courteous. I would have to say I thank the Lord for this church. This is not everywhere. I've been in some churches where they are not very courteous. But I thank the Lord uh, for the church that we have here. Uh, Generally speaking, we have a very courteous church. Uh, I believe this is just in general people holding the door for their brother smiling and welcoming people in and just being kind and and courteous to people that's a a wonderful thing to have in a church and I want to exhort you to keep on doing that we need to be courteous love his brethren be pitiful that's uh, that's being merciful. Uh, we ought to be uh, compassionate people one towards the other. And uh, verse number nine says, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, uh, but contrarywise, blessing knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. And so, Obviously, he follows that up. You can't help but to go back and see that Jesus also uh, was uh, railed upon without railing back. And uh, so that fits right into the example that we're supposed to have. Uh, So when uh, we get home and uh, somebody decides to wake up on the wrong side of the bed and they get up hateful and uh, they decide to smart off to you and say something that they probably would have been better off having not said. Uh, Then you're going to say, well, uh, I tell you what, you're not going to say that. What about you? And so if they rail on you, here's what we're not going to win. If you start railing back, everybody's in trouble. Somebody's got to be big enough to just swallow it. And just swallow their pride and deny themselves and I want to tell you something I don't know about you ma'am uh, But when I'm in the wrong brother Jones and my wife when she doesn't say anything about it It puts a whole lot worse uh, of a load on me than if she was to attack me for it Just her putting up with it and just uh, humbling herself and just not saying anything back I'll usually come back around and say I'm sorry. I shouldn't act acted that way with my head hung down. Is that right? I mean, if if she goes on and says something, or or does that, just fires me up even more. Well, I'm not going to let a woman talk to me like that. but, But here we go. This ought to be good. You know, get the popcorn and sit back and watch. Uh, But uh, no, we have to have, uh, somebody has to be willing to understand the other and say, well, uh, there's no telling the load. That man's on at work and I don't know what he's been through today. I'm just going to give him his space and I know he loves me and I'm just going to, and somebody's got to do that. We can't, we can't rail and rail back and forth. Young people, uh, there's nothing worth winning in a a match like that. Young ladies, when you get married and you get a a husband and he says something to you, hurts your feelings or something, you'll never win by getting him back. Now, you're welcome to. He would deserve it. I'm going to be honest with you. Some of us deserve a lot of uh, mean stuff being said to us. But uh, you're not going to advance the cause of the home uh, by railing back at him, Right? I mean, you just somebody's got to just say, you know what, I'm not going to go down that road with you. You want to act like a fool? Help yourself. Yeah. Somebody's just going to have to be big enough to say, I'm not going to go down that road and attack them. I'm going to just swallow my pride and let them go on, be hateful today. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll accidentally trip and fall and hit their head or something. You know, no telling what might happen. (laughs) I try to throw in some funny things here because some of this stuff is, uh, it's tight. It's not easy. The flesh gets involved in a marriage, and you got two people that want to argue, and then you see the children hear that thing, and boy, it affects our children to hear homes that are just full of arguments and screaming and doors slamming and Boy, I tell you, I'm glad God saved me before all that stuff got going, Brother John. And just put a love in my heart and took a lot of that out of me, a lot of that violence and meanness and stuff. And uh, I just want to encourage you, if you have a home going like that, uh, you're doing a lot of damage. Our children don't need to hear us argue uh, I don't think that's a good thing to to be bashing your husband and saying negative things in front of your daughters and letting them hear that. Uh, belittling your husband in front of them is not is not a positive. Uh, I'm not meddling. I'm just giving you some advice that I've learned over my short 37 years that I've been alive. I don't think that's godly. It's nobody's going to win uh, in that kind of situation. Uh, the best thing that you can do, uh, men, uh, is to get off alone with your wife and have a private Conversation and not scream and yell and all that in front of your children, uh, and we shouldn't be acting like that way anyway, right? And uh, so, we must be very careful uh, about um, because of the little ears that are listening. Uh, but it happens, it happens, young people. You're going to have disagreements, and if you can humble yourself, like these verses say. And you can be pitiful and you can have understanding and compassion and not rendering evil for evil and not rendering railing because they railed on you. And you can get this get even spirit out. Uh, You can have a peaceful home. Uh, Even if the husband does not want to be peaceful, if you won't engage him back, uh, it doesn't leave him anybody to argue with. Let him argue with himself. Why? I'm not going to win any popularity contest when this thing's over. But that's the way we've got to handle things, isn't it? We can't, we can't have a home where uh, everybody's trying to one-up the other one. I, I, I've wondered why uh, kids won't obey their parents. Well, because uh, they've, heard their wife, they've heard their mother tear their husband down. They don't have no respect for their daddy. That's a terrible place to be. There's no place in a Christian home. Uh, Ma'am, for you to tear down your husband in front of your children. Uh, Sir, for you to tear down your wife in front of your children. That's not godly. That's not a good thing to do. Uh, And so uh, I'm uh, just looking here and trying to exhort you young people when you get in a relationship and you get married and you begin. I I think it would be good if you just had a good sober mind going into it uh, and you were prepared for that marriage uh, in the proper way uh, so that you're not having to play catch up years down the road. Um, It's hard to institute biblical principles after 20 years of marriage. Uh, to try to play catch up. Uh, so right off the bat, just start uh, sit down with your wife and have Bible prayer time and uh, start off right from the very beginning having an understanding that we're in this till death do us part and we're going to work. There's nothing we cannot work through. There's nothing that cannot be forgiven. There's nothing and we're going to communicate. We're going to talk and we're going to work through these situations and we're not going to do it in front of the kids. Amen. <laughs> That's good practical advice. Anybody raised in a home like that? Does anybody uh, know what it's like to be raised in a home that's just screaming and fighting all the time? You know what that does to a child? I hope we don't have Christian homes like that. Uh. Anyway, let me move on. Uh, finally, be, be of one mind. Not rendering evil for evil. Not railing for railing. Uh, but contrary wise. Now, uh, hopefully you can get here. And when you do, I want you to come tell me. Okay? Uh, but uh, instead of railing, when you're railed upon, here's what he said. Here's how you ought to respond to that. Contrary wise, by blessing. Now, Miss Tammy, I love the Lord. But I don't know if I've gotten that... Christian yet somebody goes off on me I don't know if I'm the place where I can say bless you sister bless you brother <laughs> but I want to be I want to be for the Lord uh, I've gotten at least to the place where I can learn to keep my mouth shut uh, but to be able to bless somebody that's cursing you and that what Jesus did father forgive them they know not what they do they don't realize how they're hurting me they don't realize exactly what it is they're doing And uh, there's pity shown there. Uh, That husband probably doesn't know all the ways that he's hurt you by some of the things he said. But you can decide how much further it's going to go if you want to cut it off and just say, bless you. (laughs) Oh, man. That's almost hard to preach. Who's got that mastered? You got that down yet, Brother Rupi? That's tough. But that's what the Lord wants out of us. That's what he did. That's what he did. And you'll make a difference in that person's life. You can calm that situation down uh, by just talking about the Lord and saying, bless you. Now, I don't know, uh, Brother Lance, I don't know. You pray for me. I can get there one day. Good thing is God's given me a wife and she don't rail on me ever that I I know of. uh, So I don't have to deal with that much. Uh, but railing for railing, contrarywise, blessing, knowing that they're unto your call that you should inherit a blessing. Uh, now, this just isn't in the home. This is outside of the home as well. You get out in the world and people are attacking you. Uh, there's a blessing in being able to take that and not showing your ignorance. As one man said, uh, uh, don't give them too much of a piece of your mind. You don't have too much to spare and uh, people get out there in the world and people attack you, uh, you're not going to get ahead by attacking them back. Uh, Just uh, instead, uh, you want a blessing from the Lord, uh, then just uh, learn how to do what our Savior did. For he that will love life and see good days. Now, this is in a marriage, young people. This is in a marriage. This is in life in general. If you want to see good days in your life and you want to have a peaceful Home, And you want to have uh, uh, this, Lord, I wish you young people knew how serious it was, how much depends, how much uh, is decided in your life on your mate. The most important decision you will ever make outside of being saved is who you're going to marry. And so much in your life will be determined by who you marry. I know preachers to this day that are hindered in their ministries because they have a wife that just will not support them and make life so difficult for them they can't hardly even minister. I know people on both sides, men and, men and women, that their lives were literally destroyed because of a, a somebody that they loved and got attached to that did them wrong. There's so much that rides on the, that decision. Uh, that's why we stay on you all as hard as we do. We stay hard on you all like we do because if you give yourself to the wrong man, uh, young lady, you are going to be in trouble. And it'll get to the point there's nothing we can do about it because you are now under his headship. And uh, I know marriages right now. If God doesn't intervene, save that husband. Just a, it's a horrible, miserable life that that lady has to live every day and the load she has to carry. And sometimes you don't always catch it. I've had them fool me before, Brother Jones, and think they're a good young man and they go crazy. I don't... You better just pray and let God send you somebody. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'd rather die single and have nobody than to get the wrong person. Because if, the, if God's got somebody for you, you can bet the devil's got somebody for you. And I would say the devil's pick will appeal more to you than God's pick will. That's scary to think about. But these young people, the the devil will have somebody picked out for them that will appeal to them in certain ways that God's purpose for your life is generally thinking uh, in totally different ways. Uh, That doesn't mean she won't be prettier and things like that, uh, but it'll be something far more deeper and valuable uh, to your Christian life uh, than beauty. That's vain. It lasts a very short period of time. Now, uh, I didn't mean to, to 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 go into that. I just I worry about you young people because I, I feel like some people towards the end, uh, as they get older, I've seen y- uh, young ladies do this. As they get older, uh, they start to get desperate, and they think oh, I just got to have somebody, and they'll jump out there and grab a hold of somebody and ruin their life. Don't do that. Wait on God. God wants you to have a mate. God loves you. He's the one that saw it wasn't good for you to be alone to begin with. God wants you to have somebody. Marriage is honorable and all, bed undefiled. God wants you to have a mate, but uh, you just need to wait on God. Be patient. Wait on the Lord. Um, Or die alone. That's what I would do. You'll be happier than having the devil as your father-in-law. Now, uh, that being said, uh, not rendering evil for evil, railing for railing, uh, for he that will love life. Here's how we are going to have a good life. And if we want to see good days, um, don't stay away from other people that talk. Here's what, here's what it's, it, it, it's, it's to us. It's to me and you. If we want to have good days, then let him refrain his tongue from evil. Nothing will get you in more trouble than your mouth. Well, Lance, this thing's caused me more trouble than anything, any part of my body. My hands, my feet, anything else. My mouth has gotten me in too much trouble sometimes. Hey, I know some, uh, some ladies, we think, uh, I've heard that saying, Brother Jones, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. I'd rather somebody punch me right in the mouth than say something mean to me. It hurts a whole lot deeper. You can do like Andy Griffin and get that big steak and put it on a black eye. But man, when somebody cuts you down deep inside and you lay there and think about it, and especially when you care about them, boy, that hurts. A lot of damage is done with the tongue, with the mouth. Saying things that we think is not going to matter, and just letting our mouth run out in front of our brain and saying things, man, we're going to do a lot of damage. Uh, I'm telling you, I know of people, uh, you can't go back and take it back. Somebody might forgive you, but once you've said things, uh, especially young people, you've got a lot of emotions and things going on right now, hormones and different things that are pulling at you and making you do the, uh, you need to be careful what you let come out of your mouth. Don't say mean things to your mom and dad because you get heated in a, in a moment. You know, be careful about what you say. You can't, you can't go take it back. Uh, when you say things, they're there. They're out there. Guard your, guard your mouth. I know people that are able to do that. And I'm telling you, you will live a very peaceful life. Not getting caught up in gossip. Because then what happens, it gets around to the person that's been talked about. And then they say, and that person says, well, where'd you hear it from? Well, I heard it from Brother Clint. And you may have just been, hey, I was just... You shouldn't have passed along the information. And now that person's got you involved in it, and you weren't even involved in it. You will cause yourself so much pain just guard your mouth keep your tongue from evil sayings and, and just stay away from gossip and hearsay and all of that there's plenty of people that'll do that work don't worry about it not going on down the line it'll get passed on without you amen, amen. we need to keep our tongue from evil and their lips from speaking no guile I was going to go to James but I'm going to I'm going to wrap things up here in about three minutes But I I wanted to use this in the context of a marriage because Colossians... Uh, gives those things and preparing those and then he ends with the same sort of expectations here reminding us in our home life this husbands and wives both find their their um, uh, requirements here in verses 8 on down through uh, if the husband or the wife uh, can keep their lips and keep their mouth shut uh, they can uh, eschew evil and do good seek peace and ensue it. Uh, husband or wife uh, can do that. Some people just seems like they wake up looking for a fight. They just wake up mad. And uh, uh, so anyhow, we got to be the kind of people uh, that uh, have eyes. Of the, remember, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Uh, can I say something here? The Lord is hearing your prayer. You say, well, I'm going to fix him. I don't think you're going to. And certainly running running him down is not going to fix him. But I know a God in heaven who the Bible says God is able to humble men. You may not. You're just going to make it worse, I would say, if I'm just a betting man. If I had to bet, you're going to make it worse. But God's able to work on a man in such a way, he'll humble that man. Don't you worry about that. You just pray, do what's right, and let God handle it. Men, same thing we need to do. We need to pray more for our wives and, uh, and probably criticize less. Uh, it seems like a lot of times we come home and just this ain't done right, this ain't clean, this ain't... And we start spouting off commands at people and haven't even said hello to anybody yet. Now, I've never done that, but some of you probably have. Surely, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, his ears are open unto their prayers... But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. We talk a lot about our churches, and rightfully so. But I think God's more displeased with our homes than He probably is the church at this time. Very little time is spent in family altars. And very few men are taking time with their children to speak to them about the Word of God pray with them. I used to pray with my children before they went to bed. I guess I felt like they got older, Brother Jones, and I just let that go. I'm about to start getting back uh, down beside their teenage beds with them and praying with them. Uh, I thought they just got too old for me to be in there, but maybe not. Maybe we need to be in there uh, with these kids so long as they're in our house praying with them. And so, I don't have it all figured out, but I sure want to be the best daddy that I can be. I'm seeing I've got very few time left, much time left with some of them. And um, anyhow, we need to uh, try to remember the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Now, we'll get into that as we move forward. He's dealing again with suffering. Uh, If you suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye. And then separate, sanctify the Lord in your heart. We'll come back. Uh, Wednesday and begin to look at verses number 13 and on down through and maybe back up and catch a little bit more of this. But if our homes are going to be at peace, uh, I think one of the biggest uh, things is uh, right there in that verse, uh, verse number 10, uh, refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Uh, more, More problems are caused in a home. I had—I uh, may have mentioned this, but I've heard all my life in the ministry um, that uh, fame, females, and finances are the most dangerous things to a ministry. And I added one the other day when we were at Brother Sexton's and Brother Jeff was preaching from Isaiah. I saw the Lord in the year King Uzziah died, and he preached that message. Um, and I added a foul mouth will destroy ministry. But I'm going to tell you it will destroy a home. It will destroy a home to have a mom or a dad in that home that just has. I'm not talking about cussing. I'm talking about. Uh, Just a negative, bashes people constantly, and just has a a foul. Everything that comes out of their mouth as attacking and negative, and um, that will destroy a home. I've seen women um, uh, fight off cops to keep a cop from arresting their husband after he beat on them. I've seen them defend him to the death. But boy, when he uh, a, a man that'll cut a wife deep with his words... It, it hurts her so much. The worse we we must be careful about what we say and how we say things. Uh, if we want to have a, a good home, uh, we're going to have to put some time and invest some more time back into it. I don't know about you. It's kind of like church uh, when you get things going kind of right, Miss Sandra. You take a lot for granted. I think, and uh, I've done that with my wife before. Where she just you get things in a certain place and you just take a lot for granted, men. And uh, we don't need to do that. I tried to attack everybody equally tonight. Does everybody feel okay? Uh, I'm trying to attack everybody equally. I don't want to get lopsided here. Uh, but um, uh, somebody said you're going to get off of the men tonight. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'm trying to attack everybody equally, and then we all go home and feel bad about ourselves. Uh, but hey, no, I want, I want to, um, uh, I think that's, that's the key in having our good strong churches back again. I think it's going to take us men to get back uh, to uh, quiet time with our families, um, uh, devotions, uh, praying with our wives and investing our time back into our families. Um, that's what it's going to take. And you young people, I want you to know all of you, every one of you young people, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. Don't lean on your own understanding. Amen. Trust your mom and dad. Trust you, your mom and dad. They're looking out for the best for you. Now, if you trust daddy alone, you're never going to get married. Okay? No. Trust your mom and dad. They, they love you. They're watching out for you. And don't feel like you've got to rush into anything. God's got somebody special for you. Okay? Let's stand our feet. Let's be done with that tonight. I appreciate the good morning we had. Um, the Lord was so good to us and uh, we can do two things when we hear preaching we can get our feelings hurt and get mad and find somewhere else to go or we can thank God for the truth and try our best to conform our life to the truth but most of what I find in this day is people get their feelings hurt he was attacking me he's being personal and all that stuff And then there's no hope to be able to help you if you're going to take it that way. Just take the preaching as it is the truth. And Lord, I pray tonight that you'd help all of us not to be forgetful hearers. You've exposed a lot of truth to me, to the church, all through the years, but especially this morning, about how us as men need to love and treat our wives. And I pray we won't be forgetful hearers. We won't get it all fixed. But Lord, if you'd help us to lay hold of something that we can do better, you've blessed us, Lord, with beautiful wives that love us and support us. Help us to honor them and help our wives, Lord, to understand we need their support. We need their care and their love. And Lord, just help us to do as the final verses said in that section, to be pitiful, long-suffering, forbearing, There's nothing, nothing we can't get through together. So help us, Lord, in our homes. Help us as daddies. Help our children to understand, Lord, that we love them so much. And we'd do anything, Lord, to have a godly home for them. So help us all. Thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll have a verse. If you need to come, you come on. One verse, Brother Reed, if you'll sing for us.